0: This is the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast. The dulcet tones of the Catholic Movie Gal let you know that you're back on the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast. At my side is my faithful companion, mentor, and frenemy... The Tin Man? The Tin Man, that's right. And the reason that we're here today is that, you know, I had a a planned topic for this week's podcast, but uh, desperate times call for desperate measures. Something happened last night that... I don't know if it's ever happened before, but it certainly hasn't happened in a long time. Wow. No. (laughs) Wow. Sounds intriguing. It's it's Tim liking a sports movie. Yeah. Tim, um, go ahead and give me your your previous or general take on sports movies and your feelings toward them. Uh, I'm not generally
1: a fan of the sports movie because their predictables all get out. Uh, they're trite. It's, uh, you know, this usual human emotional. Oh, I've overcome this obstacle and I'm doing this and when, and then at the end they win and everybody knew it was coming and it's stupid. It's not really well acted. They're usually dumb. Don't tell me Rocky's
0: a sports movie because it's not. As usual, you have taken the question and broadened the answer outside of the question. But yes, you don't typically like sports movies. That's right. I think it's a fair statement. In fact, I think. It's even fair to say you would never really intentionally watch a sports movie. But uh, yet. I could, but
1: I know what I'm getting.
0: But yet, you watched this particular sports movie and it moved you in a very real way. Well, I liked it. What movie was it, Pretel? It was called The Blind Side. Wow. 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 A uh, outside the box pick for sure. We know Tim Man hates lowest common denominator movies, he hates predictable movies, and he hates movies everyone else loves. Yeah. One thing this movie isn't that you hate is a new movie. It was at one point, of course, but not anymore. <laughs> Most so that, movies are. So I assume that's why you happened to be able to watch this. Was this a wife's suggestion or a Tim suggestion? Uh,
1: well, the lovely wife and I were sitting on the couch watching the television. And on one of our very few limited channels, this movie came on. And it was on one of those deadbeat antenna channels where they really don't have commercial interruption and they don't edit it. So we happened to see it at the beginning. I thought, okay, I haven't seen this one. Let's watch it. Because so this, it, it was the subject of one of our famous lunch tropes as well.
0: So this was an edited version? Was no. there any? There's no editing needed? No, I, won't, I don't think All there's right. any editing needed. It right. didn't seem like this. But you got the commercials interrupting you. That's true. But nevertheless, this you pressed forward. I did. And you loved it. Well, I liked it very much. I All thought right. it
1: was a very inspiriting movie.
0: All righty. I want to go ahead and ask you, friend. The Tim Man. For I've seen said movie. Yeah? And it was critically acclaimed, to be sure. Why? I don't know. Go ahead. Well, Sandra Bullock, the great Sandra Bullock. Yeah, she's extremely hot. She won an Academy Award for Best Actress for this film. It was nominated for Best Picture. It did not win. Yeah, no, she's totally hot. But what what was it about this movie that overcame your sports movie hate? You know what? Let's walk it back. (laughs) Hate. Go ahead and give me a plot summary for the ignorant among us. All right. Uh, Well, Catholic movie guy, uh, the plot
1: summary is this. Uh, You have a gentleman who is a rather large African-American youth who's uh, trying to make it in life. His name is Michael Orr, O-H-E-R, who is a real-life person who ended up being uh, a starting tackle on the Baltimore Ravens and has had a very good career. I think he might be considering retirement, but I'm not sure. So this about when he was in high schoolish age um, there's a very rich uh, Christian school in uh, Memphis Tennessee I believe and uh, this school uh, is a place where uh, the children of Sandra Bullock's character go to school well, anyway some guy shows up one day asking the football coach if a young take go- guy yeah some young guy a Korean gentleman shows up uh, actually he wasn't Uh, He shows up asking if they'll take a look at his kid who's really good at sports. And he takes this uh, football coach to the window to see this kid play basketball, blah, blah, blah. So they're looking out the window, and there's one, like, a little scrawny kid, and then there's this behemoth. And the guy's kid was actually the scrawny kid, but the coach, of course, is very much taken with the idea of what appears to be a true left tackle of an NFL mold. I mean, the guy is huge. So he turns out he's a great athlete, and finally, they convince the school to take him. He has severe learning issues. He is effectively homeless because his mother is a, um, uh, a woman of business, shall we say, who's also into drugs. Father left and is also, we learned dead. And the kid's really got one change of clothes. He doesn't have a bed. It's a really heartwarming story because eventually he it had he, I was going to say, it
0: doesn't sound heartwarming yet.
1: He attracts the notice of Sandra Bullock, who is the wife of a very, 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 very wealthy guy. Um... Extremely rich. Like, we're talking, you know, multi millionaire. And one of the things I liked about it, and we can talk about it later, is that they take, they eventually befriend him. They don't patronize him. They eventually take him in. Eventually, they become his uh, legal guardians and adoptive parents. But it happens over time. It's entirely believable, and it's not served up with your typical dose of ready made white guilt. These are people who are genuinely kind and real people who just happen to be wealthy. And I thought, you very rarely get to see that in the film. And at the end, he ends up going to an SEC school. He's really great. In
0: what school is it? Mississippi? Mississippi. Almost. Miss. Miss. And
1: he ends up being drafted by the Ravens. But it's not about, oh, can he make it, make it onto the team? And is he going to get drafted by the Ravens? That would be your typical sports movie. Instead, this is about the relationship that this family forms with this child. And he turns out to be just a quality guy. It's a quality family. It, you really learn a lot about human nature and and uh, not assuming things about people when you meet them. Okay. Either, either on his side or theirs, or even on his biological mother's side, there's a lot of depth in a lot of the characters. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Go ahead and rate it out of ten. Oh, I'd say seven and a half. Seven and a half? Yeah, it's a good movie. Most sports movies are nothing. They're zero to <laughs> negative five. I mean, this isn't like I did, my life was changed forever. I mean, you wanted to have a podcast. Right, no right, right, right. right. I mean, this is no, not I didn't Citizen Kane. Tim, yes.
0: I didn't want to. I had to because <laughs> it's never happened before that you walked in and said, I like this sports movie. I, I try to get you to watch X sports movie. You don't watch it. I get you to watch it. You don't like it. It's not as good as the real life or it's this, this, and this. And, but now we finally have one. And I find out that you're, the best sports movie you've seen in years is a seven and a half. Great. My wife cried. Whoa! Oh, so so we have the salient point, which is that Sherry liked it. That's yeah, why I she liked,
1: liked it. it, and I
0: also liked it, but I didn't cry because I'm all man, baby. All right, all right. I agree with you on the rating. It is about a seven and a half to me. Uh, definitely not an Academy Award nominee. I think that's ridiculous. Although Bullock was great, I just I don't no, know. No, she
1: deserved the ro- for her role. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, I guess in a lot of years the roles of women. I mean, look, I'm not a leftist, but the roles of women can be a little contrived and trite. But hers had a lot of depth to it. It was. The movie was somewhat formulaic, but for a sports movie, really nice
0: righty yeah let's get let's get to the the crux here right
1: yeah, she's very, very hot no, that's not what I meant, oh, that
0: is too what you meant what I meant was this this has all the trappings that all the movies you decry have.
1: I knows so what I like,
0: and I'm gonna go ahead and Quickly compare it to a couple other films that I think it's right, right in the same. Okay, but before department. you do, I just
1: want you to know that I feel like I've been
0: drawn into some sort of ambush and or trap. Sure, for sure, that's what this is. That's why it's an emergency podcast. All right, yeah. I mean, I didn't give you the specs beforehand. This no, that's is all no good. off the cuff. Are we going to talk about why I thought it was called The Blind Side? Yes, we'll get to that. That <laughs> was going to save that for later. Yeah, that's you good. Stepped no. all over. No, no, it, let's do it later. You big Yeti. So here we go.
1: Yeah.
0: First movie that I compare it with. Which you refuse to watch, is Moneyball. Moneyball is just—it's just an—it's just an, not as—it's uh, not nearly as treacly. First of all, thankfully, not nearly as schmaltzy. It's—it's it's, uh, even better acted. I think the themes are more resonant overall. They're not as—you um, know—I mean, you could see this this same thing themes done worse in an after-school special mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or whatever. Moneyball is also written or based on a book by Michael Lewis, much like this movie. You know who Michael Lewis is, right? Sure. Okay, he's he's a very famous author. He, yes. He wrote The Big Short. Of course. He wrote Moneyball. Everyone knows that. And The, the Blind Side of the So material. here's the thing. You say I refuse to he watch makes, it. I just haven't watched it. What he does is he makes very complicated... Um, situations or factual scenarios. He distills them to their essence and makes it palatable to the, the the modern reader. Steve Saylor, an author we both admire, refers to him as like the quintessential airplane book guy. Like he he's the master that like he takes something big and he makes it go down easy. Kind of like the Tin Man. The Tim I'm not gonna follow that any further, but I will say this. Why won't you watch Moneyball? Moneyball is like this movie with half the cliches and twice the thematic potency.
1: Never had any
0: interest. Yeah, well, you need to have some interest. No, here's it's the why, same guy.
1: Here's why I won't read it. Here's why I haven't watched it. it. It sounds to me like it's a game about baseball nerds, and if there's one thing I don't like, about baseball nerds? it's these sabermetric nerds for baseball. They have killed baseball. I don't want any movie
0: that glorifies the destruction of America's pastime. I will have the following points on the record. One, baseball is thriving. What are you talking about? It is not thriving. Is. Baseball sucks. Whether, God, I mean, this, right. the game is dead. Mike Matheny can get a game okay, 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 okay. manage Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're not bringing the Mathenager into this. I wanted to have a happy podcast, okay? Because yeah, he's horrible. Yeah. And Alex Reyes being out for the year, that's not going to make anybody happy.
1: No, but at least Matheny can't mismanage him this year.
0: True. Here we go. Moneyball is not really about just sabermetrics, okay? It's about an innovative way to think about anything and trying to make your way doing that in you the world. You mean innovative? It's also about the relationship between a father and a daughter, which I'm sure you can appreciate, in a similar heart-tugging way that the blind side has that with a with a stepson or adopted son or foster. Yeah, see, I don't know the first thing right. about it. All right, you're right, right. So there's similarities. All right. Also. Well, maybe I'll see it. In fact, I challenge you to see that, and I want to do a podcast about it. Two, one of your complaints, if I can state your statements off the record, for the record. I don't know that you can, but let's see. Well, I can. You can disagree afterward. Tell me if I'm accurate. All right. You said basically you don't like sports movies because it's all about who wins the big game, you know who's going to win the big game, or the big match, or the big whatever, right?
1: Mostly. That's one of
0: the problems. The Moneyball, similarly to the blind side, is not really about the games themselves. As we all know, Billy Bean didn't really have that much on-the-field success, as it turns out. It's not really about that. So I think it's right up your alley. Let's put that one to the side, and, and could you state to the people, the peeps, that in good faith you'll make an effort to watch this film? Sure. If you provide me with a copy of the movie, I will watch it. I can and will do so. Done. Two, another movie that's not really about the sporting event itself. That tugs at the heartstrings.
1: Groundhog Day.
0: Yes, It's about a young go-getter overcoming obstacles. Rudy, you hate oh. you hate Rudy. <laughs> it's the worst. Movie how, in how 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 can you? horrible. Sh- how can you hate Rudy and love The Blind Side? I can't understand that. Sean Astin is three of the
1: worst actors <laughs> ever to disgrace the silver screen. Number Look, one.
0: Sean Astin is not Sean Connery. No, Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery could give
1: a more uh, a more believable performance at anything, including uh, you know playing Marilyn Monroe. Okay, seriously though, he's
0: not De Niro, but he's also not. It's horrible. He's not horrible. Come on.
1: Listen, what is Rudy? Some idiot makes the team. Wow, big woo. They give it to him because they feel sorry for him. He doesn't play at all. He, and what's his big achievement at the end of the movie? He gets into a play in a meaningless game. So. The movie could have just as easily been about a guy who thought about going out for Notre Dame football, and instead says, you know what, I'm
0: going to work at Circle K, I'm going to sweep this floor. Yay, Rudy! Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. But, no, that you're, you're contradicting yourself. One of your objections is that it's all about the big game, who wins, you know the team's going to win, blah, blah. Nice. Rudy subverts that. It's not about the big game at all. It's not about the team at all. It's about just overcoming to get in a game. It's it's wonderful.
1: No, Rudy is about the welfare state. Because Rudy gets into a game because somebody feels sorry for him. He didn't do anything no, to earn it. No, He's a no, scumbag no, and he deserves to be benched. No, the guy is not good wrong, enough to play, but he wrong, gets to
0: play. Wrong, because somebody goes, no, oh, put in Rudy. Wrong. Rudy is about working hard and that's why he gets in the game. That's It's all about perseverance, faith, hard work. Everything you claim to like in people and movies.
1: No, Rudy Rudy's about focus group uh, mentality.
0: Okay, let me ask you this. You probably don't remember because you probably saw it in 1994 or whatever it came out, and haven't seen it since because you're a colossal blowhard. But Rudy has John Favreau and Vince Vaughn in it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't like John Favreau. You do. You and don't even know who I he is. I do like Vince Vaughn. Why don't you like Favreau? You like Favreau. He
1: made that awful movie Chef.
0: You liked. You said you liked Chef. Did yeah, you like? I
1: was making you feel good.
0: Okay. Well, it's pretty
1: good. I like it too. Fine.
0: <laughs> let's let's just canvass very briefly some other sports films. Okay, Mr. Nord's films.
1: Now you hate Miracle. Hate is too strong. I was greatly dis- well. I can't say I was disappointed by Miracle because it's exactly what I expected, right. it's and not therefore I didn't it. like it. Okay. I watched Miracle live, man. I was yeah, I alive know. I know. for this. I you know, know this I know. is
0: this movie's nothing. Yes, you had to climb through like four miles in the snow to get to the TV set to watch the Miracle on Ice. I get it, but it was a good film. Yeah, I didn't like it. Alrighty, you haven't seen Creed. Creed is a better movie than The Blind Side, and it's not close. It strikes me as a Rocky movie. Well, it's certainly in the milieu, for right. sure. I don't it like has it. Rocky in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, ever since Rocky one, they've been going downhill. Uh, Rocky two, I suppose you had to watch this cause Rocky three was horrific. Rocky four was horrific. Rocky five was horrific. Ladies Rocky and gentlemen, Rocky six was horrific. Ladies
0: and gentlemen. You can check the podcast archives and see that Tim said he liked Rocky Four on the Christmas detritus I, podcast. I do like it. So he's a, he's a, see, he, he takes no, one position like it. in one day. I like it, it's horrible. And one position on the other day. That's why he's a, a lawyer. But I mean, no. seriously, could you maintain any consistency? No, that speech right. of Stallone in front of the
1: Politburo. Yeah, whatever, I know. You was, didn't, you didn't like it. You said you did just, just to say it. Right. No, I liked it. No, you did It's just
0: not any good. Oh, whatever. Uh, the record speaks for itself. Creed is great. You should watch Creed. Yeah, no problem. Stallone's best acting performance since recording. Oh, wait, Stallone's in one. it? Of course. Well, then I'm not watching that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you said in the past, if you know, I'm relying on memory, which as you see can change at Tim's whim, the facts, alternative facts. Again. Hashtag Tim's win. You said you liked Hoosiers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hoosiers That's a is Scarlett's all about. Movie. Oh, right. Hoosiers is all about the scrappy underdogs winning the big game. What sets that one apart, Praytell?
1: Well, that one's got the uh, very wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Barbara Hershey. She's a wonderful actress.
0: I tell you, when I think of Hoosiers, I don't think of Hershey first. I think and Gene of, Hackman always right, plays Hackman. Gene
1: Hackman, which is great. And, and then the, the great hoop, Dennis, Dennis Hopper, hoop, he plays me. I think if I were an assistant coach on a team like that, number one, I'm in Indiana, so it's stultifyingly boring. Mm-hmm. I have got to turn to whiskey. Mm-hmm. So I would go to that gym, I would be drunk off my butt, and I would show so my song.
0: you see a little bit of a, of a shadow of what the Tim Man could have ended up. Right,
1: because Dennis Hopper knows about basketball, like me, the Tin Man, but he likes to drink whiskey, like me, the Tin Man. Therefore, he blends these two characteristics into
0: a wonderful stew. You don't like Major League, of course. No, that's uh, stupid. Because nudity accepted. Because <laughs> maybe wait. Because just... what? It's too <laughs> irreverent of a take on sports. It's funny. It doesn't take itself too seriously. No, it's not. Or is funny it because there's a heartwarming romance between Prime Rene Russo and Tom? Oh, Ber- Rene Russo looks like a man. Tom Berenger. What? That's a man, baby. You really think she looked like a man?
1: Eh, she's man-ish.
0: Although I like her. Well, isn't but every, not for being manish. Every woman is formed from you know. Man's From rib. rib and whatnot, I mean, yeah, they're no, all I, manish. Yeah, I, I heard that. You're a little womanish.
1: No, not me. The Tim admittedly, writer. I'm all man. I don't
0: think so. Now, I would say 95 of most. Look,
1: Charlie Sheen is execrable in this no, role. No, no, wrong, He's wrong. Best role. And I don't like Tom Berenger. He's not one of my favorite actors. Not Sherry; she loves him.
0: Charlie Sheen was great in that movie, dude.
1: I just don't like the movie. It's so stupid. You see it coming a mile when was away. When last it's time we watched funny. it? When was the last time you watched it? Oh, when it came out in the what? The the nineties. It was '80s. In the '80s.
0: Okay. Did you ever see Major League Two: Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> no, of course not. No, that's bad. But it does have Omar Epps in it, and I like his. Stuff. I
1: gotta tell you, you know, you know what? You are the Catholic movie guy, and your desire to see movies and movies. your persistence in actually seeing them—I love movies—is great. I mean, movies. I actually mean that. But Thank to you. me,
0: I'm crying. A Audience, movie has to have a
1: chance of being good for me to really want to see it. I mean, that movie sucks. Field of Dreams, I like Field of Dreams. You liked, you didn't love. What about Eight Men Out? I like James Earl Jones in Field of Dreams because he's like you know got that voice of God thing working. I
0: feel like um, Eight Men Out. I'd like that too. I feel like baseball is the best sport for a sports movie treatment.
1: It is because in the middle of because baseball so I call it pastoral in honor of our beloved Holy Father.
0: It's it's traditional. It's pastoral. There's it's also,
1: time within a game to think and do. Like, I like the natural, the movie, Mm -hmm. though it is far different than the book. I like the book, too, but the book shocked me because I'd always assumed it was the same as the movie. But there's something about baseball that lends itself to a, I don't know, a kind of a schmaltzy sentimentalization that that works.
0: Okay. I also think it has some, I agree, and I also think it has, yeah, it's romantic. It's romantic. It is. It is. But I also think it has something. It's poetic. It's poetic. It's all those things. But I also think that it's something to do with the individual effort, because as much as it's a team sport, it's the most individualistic team sport we have.
1: When someone is at bat, that is a time for individual achievement. What's that from? That's from uh, the Untouchables. Remember when he gives the baseball speech?
0: Yeah. Well.
1: And then when he's in the player, you need teamwork, you know, and then he has to crack that guy's skull. Real good.
0: Okay. Did you like the Simpsons episode that talked about baseball? Homer at the bat.
1: You mean the one where he makes a softball team? Yeah. Oh, that is one of the classics. Right.
0: Fairly formulaic.
1: No. No Nothing about The Simpsons is formulaic.
0: Alrighty. Tim. Yes, sir. This movie The Tim Man. As I like to say when you like something, be it a woman or a movie or okay. a restaurant. Yeah. It checks all the boxes. Yeah? This movie The Blind Side checks yeah. literally, literally. Checks literally, literally, literally none of the boxes.
1: Wrong again. It's got Sandra Bullock. That's a box. Okay. And I meant that in a non-suggestive way. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, there you have it. What it takes for Tim to like <laughs> a sports movie is an attractive female lead. It doesn't hurt. And Cheryl liked it. It yeah. couldn't have hurt your opinion of the movie. No, it's but so I was... Rare.
1: I so rare. Look, I'm used to Sherry not liking things, so I enjoy things independently of her level of likitude.
0: You know what? That prompts me, dear listeners. If his wife liked the movie and he liked the movie when he likes nothing, what did my wife think of the movie? Hello. Hi, honey. Hi, Aaron. Um, how's it going? Happy Valentine's Day. Hey. Yeah. You did. You just said hi. Okay, sit yeah. down, though. Honey, honey, focus. Uh yes. I wanted to celebrate our Valentine's Day by getting your thoughts on a weighty matter. Sit down. Oh, a
1: oh, oh, weighty matter? Go oh.
0: ahead. You know that movie, movie, The Blind Side? Yeah. You remember that? You watched that? I did. Yes. <clears throat> did you like that? that's a loaded question. I mean, I think for overly sentimental, really heavy-handed
1: things, I mean, I think it was pretty good. And, I mean, I liked it, but I'll say I never want to watch it again.
0: The heck? Honey? Honey?
1: Yeah.
0: That's why I love you. I agree with everything you just said. Happy Valentine's Day, my love. You too. Goodbye. There you have it. What a woman! What a podcast! She's a hundred percent right. It's a fine film. It's fine for one shot, but it's nothing I'm going to go back to. Yes, me too. It's a bit of schmaltz. It's fluff. Yeah, it's just so much fluff. Exactly. Yeah, I can't be with someone if I don't (laughs) respect what they do for a You're a cashier! Exactly. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I'll let the final word rest with the Catholic movie. Oh, no. Tim is gesticulating. We've got to talk about what I thought the movie was about. Right. The final word on the blind side is that, yeah, it's a good movie, but come on. Are you really watching this every year? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) That being said, ladies and gentlemen, this emergency podcast wasn't just about sports movies. It was also about the best... Moment of my life with the Tim Man. Wow! When I learned what he thought the Blind Side was about, it's 2007. I think. Is it? 2007 when oh, it came it's out. 17. I'm gonna check this. Time out. Is this exciting radio? It's 2009 when this movie came out. Told you. I'm at lunch with the Tim Man and our best buddy lunch buddy, not best buddy, but best lunch buddy, Methodist Jim. Not the most tolerant audience, I would say. No, he. I would say that he is rigid.
1: Navel-gazing, neo-Methodist in
0: So anyways, we're at lunch and we're discussing this film, which has garnered a lot of buzz. And of course, Tim has not seen it because he would have to get off of his posterior and go see the movies, which neither he nor his wife cares for.
1: Seemingly in Super Bowl obstacles.
0: Yes. There's no way he's going to see this until low eight years later. Right. So he hears the blind side. He doesn't know what it's about. He doesn't know it's about football. The blind side, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, because I know a lot of you aren't I didn't know it was about football. No, okay, okay. Right. What is the blind side in a football context? Right. And the bl- uh, the blind
1: side is if you're a right-handed quarterback, it's off of your left side. Right. The left tackle is blocking the yeah. most uh, It's where the blitz de- comes Dangerous from. defensive. Exactly. Uh, where
0: you, where you get hurt hit where it hurts. Right. So Tim, what did you think? The movie was about... Now, recall, dear listener, what (laughs) I think sports movies are usually about. About the schmaltzy,
1: (laughs) cruddy, overcoming adversity, and then in the end just really nails it. So I thought to myself, okay, I knew it was about Michael Ord. I knew it was about a guy who played football, and I just assumed... It was about a guy who was legally blind. Like either he had really cruddy vision or he was blind in one eye. And he overcame it all to blah, blah, blah. And it turns out it had nothing to do with blindness at all. So you thought the blind side was everything. He was real blind. Actual blindness. Legal blindness. I assumed that he had to see some images or else he couldn't block somebody. But yeah, legal blindness. It was stupid. Not very smart, the timer. No. No.
0: Are you sure you didn't confuse it with Legally Blonde, the Reese Witherspoon vehicle? I don't know. (laughs) At the time I didn't, but maybe now. Maybe that's the key to the whole steal. Have you seen that movie? No, there's no way. Now there's a flaming piece of trash. Go ahead and see that and we'll have a podcast about that. I don't know. It
1: seems to me like it's all about women doing things that they shouldn't be doing, like going to law school.
0: Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, The Tin Man is nothing if not a beacon for the suffragettes out there correct i
1: am not in favor of women voting
0: i'd like to apologize to all my female listeners sports fan listeners it's okay i don't think men should vote either or any listeners that i have that's it it's over this podcast was all over the place because it was captained by the tim
1: and this is why non-formulaic schmaltzy movies should be the number one place in your hearts i have one in mind it's about a group of young debutantes who spend christmas Wrong. break in new york Wrong. city called
0: metropolitan Man. it's about life in and of itself the ending to this podcast was highly formulaic and yet it worked that actually is true it absolutely worked wow I, wow wow the wow. podcast is I'm in the book
1: the podcast is over
0: it is until next week when who knows what movie tim will have seen who knows whatever appears on antenna tv Bye. Ha, 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 ha.